Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe $25,000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-209-6124. 800-209-6124. That's 800-209-6124. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Tittle Landing Sports with Rick Tittle. What you got? <clears throat> what you got when we talk sports? Because this is why Sports Byline was formed, to go coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. That's right, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, Space Force, Delta Force, whatever force you are with. We will roll with force with you. May the force be with you. And uh, proud to be on AFN as um, we support the troops here. This is what we do. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, we are on the uh, TuneIn Radio app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app, Twitch.tv. There I am in my New York zip hoodie. I'm walking here. Check me out with my reading glasses. I think the key word there is hella fine. Uh, also, we need to start talking about some mock drafts as the first round is coming up. I'm not as into it because <laughs> uh, obviously uh, my team does not have a first or a second round pick. I think it's interesting when I was <clears throat> looking online at uh, just where the Raiders have any picks whatsoever. And, um, you know, their rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs in that division. The Raiders don't pick till 86 in the third round. The Chiefs have two ones, two twos, two threes, two fours. Once again, the Chiefs have two ones, two twos, two threes, two fours, and they already have Patrick Mahomes. So these are just some things to keep in mind as we follow along. 1-800-878-PLAY. Got a full show full of fascinating guests as well. Rampage Jackson is on the show today. Hopefully he doesn't kick my boop. And uh, we'll come back. We'll get it going. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you in a second. 
Straight Talk Wireless now has the new iPhone 13 with cinematic mode, which lets you focus on what matters. And with Straight Talk, you can focus on getting the best deal. Our Silver Unlimited plan is just $45 a month for unlimited talk, text, and data. And it runs on the largest, most dependable networks. Now with nationwide 5G. With the iPhone 13 on Straight Talk, you can share whatever you want, wherever you want. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-391-8713. That's 800-391-8713. Insight Daily Radio. Conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture since the 1970s with more than 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program. And he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the creative journey that continues to bring Lake Wobegon to life. I did throw into some of the dialogue, not my dialogue, uh, but into other people's uh, dialogue, some words that I could never use on the radio. And I can't use them now because I grew up fundamentalist and I wouldn't know how to say them in the right way. Obscene words, uh, but I tossed them into the book, you know, just I, I put one, two actually, into the mouth of Pastor Liz, the Lutheran minister. I have her say words I couldn't use on the radio. It's, it was very exciting. I don't know how she felt about it, but, uh, but there it is. That's author and humorist Garrison Keillor, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, has just been released and is now available wherever books are sold. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome, he's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call to get in, 1-800-878-7529. A lot of rumors going around for the NFL draft and uh, first round coming up manana, and we will get into it uh, in full then. But uh, right now, as we look at the NBA playoffs, 
and the dust that is settling in uh, Brooklyn right now, because uh, obviously the Nets thought that they were in for a title. Maybe not the favorites, but definitely they were up there. And by the way, we have three more games tonight. Atlanta versus Miami, that's an 8 and a 1. Minnesota, Memphis, and New Orleans and Phoenix, which is suddenly a very interesting uh, series as well with that uh, series tied uh, to a piece. But listen, whenever you play in the Big Apple and uh, Brooklyn, that uh, arena, I've been to Barclays Arena. I saw Nick's Nets game there a few years ago. Uh, whenever you play in one of the boroughs, except maybe Staten Island, uh, people are going to be paying attention to you. <laughs> no offense if you took the ferry to work today. <clears throat> but you might remember in October of 2018, Kyrie Irving sat in front of a bunch of Celtics season ticket holders. And they asked him, um, are you going to come back? And he said, if you guys will have me back. About eight months later, after basically throwing in the towel on a playoff series, Irving bolted for Brooklyn. Took his talents to Brooklyn. I'm walking here. And so took his talents to Atlantic Avenue. So whatever you feel it's worth, now that Kyrie says he's going to re-sign with Brooklyn, who, ironically enough, were swept by the Celtics, uh, Irving does have a player option for next season. But the assumption is is he doesn't want that player option. The assumption is he doesn't want to go into a lame duck year, and I don't blame him, although the player option is $37 million. Once again, $37 million. He wants to sign a long-term extension. Now, it's kind of a grain of salt commitment to the Nets. He more or less said that he considered himself um, the co-head coach after Steve Nash was hired in September of 2020. And uh, now he believes his job description includes managing this franchise along with Kevin Durant and, you know, the people who are paid to do that. I would suppose <clears throat> he said, when I say I'm here with Kev, I think that really entails us managing this franchise together, along with Joe and Sean and just our group of family members that we have in our organization. So it's not just about me and Kev. I don't want to make it just about that. We are cornerstones here, but we have been, we have a few other guys under contract. And I think we just got to make some moves this offseason, really talk about it and really be intentional about we're building and have some fun with it, make it enjoyable. And hopefully we get off to, to start from day one just as a squad and as a family. And we really worry about us. You know, sometimes I feel the noise on the external world or the outside noise can seep in. And, you know, I'm not the type of person to allow that to happen. So as we build a squad together, I think we just need to be tougher mentally and just more honest about we want to what we want to accomplish and stick to the goal, stick to the mission. End quote. Now, Irving is being very genuine here, and it's a very thoughtful answer. And I never said Kyrie was a dumb clown. Kyrie is just usually about Kyrie. 
And you'd say, well, how did it all go wrong? Well, it went wrong with the pandemic and he didn't want to get vaxxed and that's his prerogative, but his team had to play without him almost the whole year. And if you've tuned out Kyrie Irving, you're not alone. He's one of those voices now that I think a lot of people just dismiss. But for Irving to state it like he is managing the franchise and the people who actually do manage the franchise uh, might say that's ridiculous, but this is the way it works now, not just in professional sports, but especially the NBA. Do you think the Lakers make a big move without consulting with LeBron? You know, even in in Golden State, uh, we heard stories of uh, Bob Myers calling Draymond saying, hey, this is who I'm going to draft. He didn't say, is it okay if this is who I'm going to draft? But he did say, this kid Moody looks pretty good. Uh, How about Kaminga? It's almost like, I'm just letting you know so this isn't a shock. So if you say, what? Kaminga's going to take my job. Don't draft that kid. I don't know, just in case he was going to react that way. I remember when the A's drafted Bobby Crosby, Miguel Tejada said, oh, no, he's a shortstop. And they said, no, he's going to the minors for years. Don't worry, he won't take over your job. And he did. So they asked him about an extension, Kyrie Irving. He said, in terms of my extension, man, I don't really plan on going anywhere. He also said in the post-game press conference yesterday that he felt he was letting the team down when he didn't take his vaccine. He said it became a distraction, you think? Well, this net season was a disaster. I mean, I guess it could have been worse by them not making the playoffs, and Kyrie was the center of it all. Same as the Celtics 2018-19. When that turned into an early playoff exit, and he was the center of that. The guy is pure drama. How about just once keep it basketball like you did in Cleveland? And even then the drama began. Oh, I just, and I didn't like seeing that shot, but it went in and they won the title. You know, and, you know, 18% from three-point land. Once again, 18% shooting from three-point land. Maybe work on getting better. Maybe work on your three-point shot. I don't know. And then Ben Simmons is almost not even worth talking about at this point, is he? Brian Windhorst of ESPN said, people are exasperated with him. Oh, do you think? (laughs) But, like, here's Ben Simmons. He said he woke up and his back hurt. What are you going to say? Your back doesn't hurt? Only he knows. And he says, you know, before that he had had some uh, mental fatigue or mental issues, how do you want to call it, mental illness, whatever it was, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, he doesn't. But there was just something about, you know, the the goofy outfit he was wearing with the pink shades to just show up. And that's the one that Reggie Miller tweeted. And I was, I just kind of chuckled at it because it just sort of had a laissez-faire sort of look to it. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really give a damn. Maybe that's just, well, it is just me. That's what I thought of it. But still, uh, at this point, is anybody worried about the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, I would probably think no. I mean, they were the New York Nets, and then they were the New Jersey Nets, and now they're the Brooklyn Nets. What kind of fan base do they even have? 
You know, aren't most of the people in Brooklyn Knicks fans? Now, I, every single Sacramento King fan that's my age was a Warrior fan. You know, it happens. Um, my dad was a Giants fan for 10 years until the A's came into Oakland and he became an A's fan. But my dad always loved the Giants, too, because that was his team for 10 years. So in my house, if the A's weren't on, the Giants were on. My dad always cared about the Giants. Now, head to head, he rooted for the A's. I just wonder how many Nets fans there actually are, (laughs) how many real ones. All right, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little movies on the other side. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you in a second. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789-800-944-1789-800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale 
can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759-Again, that's 800-449-1759. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. <laughs> All right, whatever works. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you nationally syndicated out of San Francisco, around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It is our pleasure to welcome to the show the artistic director of the Milwaukee Film Festival, which is going on now through May 5th. It is Kara Ogburn. Kara, welcome to the show. And I think about the challenges that people who run film festivals the last two years. Is it kind of liberating now? Are you able to do whatever you want this time? I mean, uh, thanks for that. I mean, it's it's not necessarily whatever we want, but I think we get to do what we've missed, right? We get to bring filmmakers to Milwaukee, show off our great city, um, get them to experience some of this Bucks championship air, right? Uh, (laughs) But uh, also they'll just you know, have that communal viewing experience. But I'll also say that, you know, in the challenges of the past couple of years, festivals had to pivot online, you know, present their films, films virtually, and we're retaining that. So, you know, I know you've got listeners all over the country. Hopefully the ones in Milwaukee are already, like, buying their tickets to the festival. But for viewer, for listeners elsewhere, you know, we do have a virtual um, component. About 75% of our program is available virtually throughout the U.S. So, Something for everyone, really, and trying to make sure everyone can have access to great films. No doubt. And uh, I'm of uh, German heritage. I love beer and brats and bread. Yeah. And I've never been to Milwaukee. I'm really missing out, aren't I? I mean, next year. We'll, we'll make, sure you, make sure you get out here next year. We've got a film about beer. We are showing a film called One Pint at a Time about <laughs> black brewers and brewmasters. It's a really um, great uh, film for a Milwaukee audience, but, um, you know, You'd be down, right? No doubt. So you know, it's funny. I you never want to like judge a book by a cup by its cover. You look like a filmmaker to me. I looked at your picture. Oh <laughs> you, you you look like a filmmaker. So how did you get involved in all this? And I'm and I'm super not a filmmaker, right? Like I definitely <laughs> like I will leave that to the pros. Um, I got into this accidentally. I was in grad school. Uh, do I also look like a PhD? <laughs> well, the glasses help, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I was in grad school and I realized I didn't want to, you know, write and teach forever um, and thought, well, I'm, I like organizing things and I like getting people to to think about a thing together, right? Um, and so somehow landed up in, you know, sort of a, a seasonal role working on our panels um, and kept being in the right place at the right time and being competent enough that I have risen uh, at Milwaukee Film and I'm really it's very exciting. I feel very lucky um, to have to have had to have had the opportunity to to get into this role. Um, and of course, you know, to to have the team that I have, our programming team and our education teams are, you know, exceptional humans doing great work that I couldn't do without them. 
And so really nothing goes down in Milwaukee film unless Kara Ogburn greenlights it? I really try to give them their, I try to give the team, you know, autonomy within sort of frameworks, right? You know, you ask, do we get to do whatever we want? It's like, well, yes, but only when it makes sense, right? Uh, But we do work pretty collaboratively. I try never to say no, but Mm -hmm. sometimes I ask questions that end up getting us to a no um, if we can't find the why. By the way, just checking your generation, you're walking down the street in Milwaukee. On one side of the street is Robin Yount. On the other side is Ryan Braun. Where, where are you going? Oh, um, I mean, so I'm not originally from Milwaukee, ah. but I, uh, but so, but as a, a Seattleite originally, I get to say that in Milwaukee, I'm just really a Seattle Pilots fan. Ah. Um, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Yount because I know that Robert, Ryan Brown probably wouldn't give me the time of day. <laughs> so, would you rather go King Felix or Big Unit? Oh, oh, that's gonna be tricky. Um. Felix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The films, by the way, we're speaking with a good sport, Kara Ogburn, Milwaukee Film Festival. Now, people, they want their films, and there are more indie films than ever. So yeah. with a fine-tooth comb, you go over them. How, what is that selection process like? How many people are involved? Yeah, so, so we have, we have a, a volunteer crew that sort of starts with sort of our base submissions, helping us kind of sift through those. And then we have a programming team of, it's about six of us who look at what rises out of that, but also we're doing research. We're attending festivals virtually and in person, um, looking for films, doing research on films that we think will speak to our Milwaukee audiences, and then trying to find those films that overlap, right? So that, so one point at a time I was talking about is about beer, but it's also about, you know, BIPOC folk in the brewing industry. And so it brings together our Black Lens and our Film Feast programs um, sort of wonderfully. So we're always looking for those films. Um, and it takes us probably about nine months. Um, you think, oh, it's 15 days at the festival. You work for what, like a month before? The programming process is slow um, and contemplative, I think, at times. But mm-hmm. we, 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 we really get into fever pitch in, you know, early start of the year for the spring festival here. Um, and but, you know, we take a little bit of time off. We run a cinema year round, so we're, we don't get much time off. But we're right back at it um, in the fall, going to festivals um, and starting to think about what we want to show each year. Very cool. I'm, I'm looking at some of the uh, the names here. The one that really sticks out to me from my generation, the Pez Outlaw. Oh, my goodness. What's yes. that about? film and we have no more screenings of it but i know that the film is you know traveling the country and hopefully is going to get picked up for some theatrical distribution here it's a fantastic film our audience adored it it's about an accidental criminal um a pez collector someone who collects pez dispensers which apparently the pezzies are everywhere and they are (laughs) committed um and he discovers that you can get the best most collectible most uh, money-making one by by going to Europe and bringing them in from the European factory, which isn't entirely legal. Um, and so it's sort of this documentary like crime caper um, with international smuggling. Um, and the film is just a, a joy, but it's also got a ton of heart. And, you know, Pez, uh, the Pez outlaw, Steve Glue, is central, and you really fall in love with him and his character. And he was actually here in Milwaukee um, and had a really warm reception from our audience. It was pretty cool. When I think about how many guests, filmmakers that you you bring in, dozens and dozens, uh, and mm-hmm. then you have a cash reward for these juried categories as well, the logistics must be mind-scrambling. You know, and that's part of why it takes us 
pretty much, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, 11 months to really start. You know, we really have to plan carefully and set a lot of dominoes in motion so that we can just topple them over at the start. Um, it's, it, takes, it takes a good team, a smart team, um, a lot of thought. Um, so I appreciate you, you noticing that that's like, oh, that's a lot. Because um, <laughs> we feel like it's a lot, but we feel like it's worth it, um, you know, to get to see filmmakers get a standing ovation in our main theater, which holds a thousand people and is a movie palace from 1927. Um, it gives me the fulfillment that, you know, two years of virtual didn't quite, um, it, it, you know, getting to see people kind of have those emotional experiences of connecting with their audiences or for Steve, um, as a, as a subject of a film, getting to see that his story matters to other people. Um, it's, it's all I need. <laughs> That's the Oriental theater, right? Yeah. The Oriental theater. It's, uh, it's a, it's a gem. We're pleased to operate it year-round nowadays. Um, so the other 350 year, days of the year, we, you know, we're showing great films that are in their theatrical release. But for the festival, we jam it full with <laughs> lots and lots and lots of films. We have 284 films in this year's festival. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to a, a documentary uh, open screening in uh, Sonoma, California last Wednesday, and okay, it, was yeah. at a, it was at a theater called the Sebastiani, which was opened in 1933. And it had these, okay, yeah. you know, teeny little rickety seats. And now when we go to these multiplexes, we have these leather dentist chairs in which we can right. re- recline. So how do you, you know, like people, and, and of course at home they have 4K 72-inch TVs. So yeah. it, it, it's still to get it out to say, look, come to an authentic vintage theater and maybe you're not in a, you know, but have some popcorn and, and experience it. And I think deep down, no matter what your age is, we still do crave that societal kind of uh, community experience, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing like horror as a great example. Watching that at home on your couch, nothing is that scary. Watching it in a really, really, really dark room with sound that is surrounding you and the screen and the rest of the people, everyone gasping at the same jump scare. <laughs> There's nothing like that, that, that you can't get that at home. And at the multiplex, you know, filmmakers are never going to be there. So film festivals are really essential to helping, you know, connect the filmmaker to their audience. You get to ask questions of them. We had a, with the film, Clay Dream, uh, the Q&A on Sunday evening, like that audience could have kept asking more and so many questions about claymation and about Will Vinton's life of the filmmaker, Mark Evans. We had to push them into the lobby where they kept talking. You, you can't do that at a multiplex um, and you can't do that at your home. So, you know, there's sort of there's lots of options. <laughs> Great stuff from Kara, the lovely and talented. Kara Ogburn, Artistic Director of the Milwaukee Film Festival. As I mentioned, it's uh, going now until May 5th. For information, mm-hmm. mkefilm.org. And um, Kara, hey, thanks for uh, coming on. If you're ever at the any Bay Area film festivals, come on in studio. We'd love to have you. Okay, would love to. Awesome. Love the Bay Area. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Kara Ogburn, fired up and... Um, yeah, I mean, just I, I, I wonder when they, you, you take over like 200 films, the films that get left off. <laughs> it's like, what was wrong with us? All right, uh, come back on the other side. It'll be 940 on a Tuesday. We'll check in with Karen Lyle from salesporttalk.com.
Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk. I just spent a wonderful Sunday aboard the Matthew Turner Tall Ship, a unique hybrid tall ship that combines modern conservationist technology with old world wooden construction built in Sausalito, California. It was a gorgeous day, with clear skies, winds 15 to 25 knots as we sailed from Sausalito to the base of the Golden Gate Bridge, and then joined over a 100 boats in parade along the San Francisco city front as part of the Pacific Interclub Yacht Association's opening day on the San Francisco Bay. Two highlights from the day. One was seeing all the other classic and modern boats and yachts from the PICYA member clubs in the parade. They enjoyed looking at the Matthew Turner tall ship, and we enjoyed looking at them. I was with members of the Sailing Portal Club and International Yachting Fellowship of Rotarian San Francisco Fleet on the Matthew Turner, and we continued the sail after the parade, with the wind being just right for the mainsail, staysail, and four squares atop. There were two captains aboard. Let's listen into the conversation I had with one of the captains. This is Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk, and I'm here on the Matthew Turner. This is opening day on the bay, San Francisco Bay with PICYA, and I am speaking to the Matthew Turner's relief captain, Emma Hathaway. Emma, how are you doing today? Another beautiful day in paradise. I can't complain. So tell us a little bit about what a relief captain is. Well, when the full-time captain needs a break, I come and give them that break. So what kind of skills do you have to have to be able to be a relief captain? All the skills that you would have to be a full-time captain. When did you start sailing? I was originally an assistant cook when I was 15. So you said that you've been a full-time captain. Well, I was full-time captain of the Seaward originally, which is the other vessel owned uh, by the Call of the Sea. That was my first command in 2010. I've been in command of the Schooner Bowden in for Maine Maritime Academy. I have taken command of Clearwater in the Hudson River. I was in command of a vessel in Hawaii called the Makani Olu for about a year. I suppose there's a couple more. (laughs) (laughs) What do you experience when you have a mix of both men and women serving on a ship like this? Well, certainly it's true that the crew are increasingly diverse in their gender identity, both uh, female and non-binary people. I think there is still a lack of female representation in the higher levels of leadership in most of these organizations, but we're working towards it. As a captain, what are you concerned about when you're out there in a situation where there's an awful lot of boats sailing around, especially in a parade like this? Well, safety is, of course, the highest priority, and I think a Probably the largest component to that is just your people management and keeping the people in the places where they're not going to get hurt and having the crew with their you know, awareness being kind of to that note. All right, a little crisscross applesauce for you there. Rick Tittle with you. It is Tuesday at 9.40 a.m. This is when we check in with our friends over at salesportstalk.com, namely Karen Lyle, who co-hosts this segment with me. How are you doing, Karen? I'm doing great. I'm very excited, actually, that we just had another Congressional Cup. That was one of the very first races we covered when we opened the show 161 years ago. Uh, times ago, yeah. <laughs> Episodes. We, we go by. We go by week here. <laughs> yes, and on that note, Captain Ian Williams is with us once again. He just won the said 
Congressional Cup against another one of our guests, Taylor Canfield, and we have been following that rivalry on many races, the two past two Congressional Cups and the Bermuda Gold Club uh, as well. Uh, Ian, welcome back to the show. Congratulations. Is there, uh, you know, when you win a race, there are always, you know, myriad reasons why you won the race, but is there one or two that you can kind of point to? Thank you. Thanks for having me back on. Um, well, I, I think um, one of the big differences uh, on the day was probably on the start line. Our starting really, really came together. Um, and uh, although we lost the first the first start and lost the first race as a result, uh, we were able to win the next three. They were they were pretty close. There were plenty of lead changes, but certainly being ahead at the start is um, is a help. Ian, I want to ask you a couple of questions because I want to dial into more of the technical parts of this choice of taking a penalty on the third race. So um, can you describe for me, just in the, in the very final part of that race, the, what, the, what the tack was that both you and Taylor were on and, and why you made a decision to take a penalty and and do a spin to um, take an advantage. What, what, explain that a little bit more for us, please. Yeah, well, we have in um, in match race sailing, we have something called delayed penalties, where if you receive a penalty around the course, ours, ours was actually, um, we actually picked ours up before the start of the race, about, uh, if I recall correctly, it was about a minute before the start. We um, we made an error. We, we, we gave Taylor a little tickle and, and got a, a justified penalty. Um, but but we don't have to take it. It's a it's a effectively a 270 degree turn um, at some point in the race. And if uh, obviously in a, in a particularly in a big heavy boat like a Catalina 37, if you if you do a 270 degree turn, you, you're going to slow the boat right down. So if you do the penalty right at the finish, so that you can cross the line immediately on completing your your penalty, then of course, it takes the time. It takes it takes you the time to do the penalty, but the extra penalty of then getting the boat back up to speed, you, you don't you don't have to carry that part of it. So it's often an efficient way to do it. Um, so if you do it on the final run, you have to complete a tack and bear away to a downwind course before the finish. And so we chose to to approach and and do it around the, one end of the line because that's a very easy way to judge exactly where the finish line is. The Congressional Cup started in the 60s. This apparently kind of pioneered the concept of on-the-water umpiring. Could you uh, elaborate on that a little bit, please? Yeah, that's right. So um, so historically in sailing, we've had things called pro- uh, protest meetings uh, where a little bit like going to uh, going to court, you, you file a protest during the race and then you fill in the form when you get back ashore and you go in front of a jury and you both put your case and bring in any witnesses you want. Um, and it's all very tedious and, and actually not, not very good way of, of resolving, you know, any instance you have. And so it, it was decided partly for, you know, for spectator reasons, but also actually to improve the racing itself to bring in umpiring, um, you know, just like refereeing, um, uh, on the water in in real time and 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 as you say the the congressional cup pioneered that and we've had or well, we've had that on the world match chasing tour certainly ever since I've been doing it. Ian, I've been reading David Perry's match racing playbook 
um, by Northfield. Is is that is that something that that has come about because of all of the maneuvers and plays and strategies that that all of all of you and your predecessors have done, or is it something that people read when they're in in the in the pro or amateur uh, sport of match racing as part of their training? Yeah, I mean, I think I know Dave quite well. Um, he, you know, he's an excellent, uh, well, an excellent sailor, but also an excellent tutor. Um, and so um, I think he, you know, he decided he'd, he'd put together, um, yeah, a, a book with, with all the plays. There was when I certainly when I was um, was learning, uh, there was there was nothing like that really available. Uh, and I learned learned my whole game. I, I really made it up as I went along and learned from watching other top teams. Uh, and trying to learn from them, and and also think about what what the possibilities were. Uh, so, so I think certainly for the um the people coming into the sport now, there's there's much more resource out there. There's Dave's book, of course. There's also a lot of YouTube videos out there of all the different uh, match racing events, and and you can pick up a lot from that. I remember one time, Captain, uh, when Lance Armstrong was winning all the Tour de France's on the last stage, he was in the Champs Elysees, going through the Arc de Triomphe, and he was holding um, a uh, cup of uh, a glass of champagne. He knew he was going to win. For you, do you get that moment where you can pop a bottle of Champers, or are you always vigilant that you could blow it? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, on this occasion, we had a pretty good lead in the final race of the final it was what well, it was the fourth race of the final but we were we were obviously 2-1 up and 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 leading the, the final run and it was probably about um if you watch the you can watch the youtube back or, or the live coverage back and uh it's probably about 20 or 30 seconds before we get to the finish line i think you can actually if i have watched it back and then you see that the team visibly relaxes and, and at that point we we knew that we were going to make it what one guy actually says, I don't think you hear it, but he says, "Guys, I'm I'm suspicious. Can you all shut up, please?" Because <laughs> uh, we, we 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 haven't started celebrating. I, I don't think that would be appropriate, but we but you can tell that uh, that that we know we're there. Ian, you and Taylor have really uh, had quite a rivalry, which of course makes it quite fun on the water because you because you have someone a, a worthy a worthy opponent. Um, tell tell me how it felt to be getting that fifth crimson jacket yeah well it was it was amazing to to level taylor obviously um you know i was really disappointed not to make it last year and and try and be the first of five actually i actually um before this interview i had a quick look at the look at the past the past results and uh since 2011, I think there's only been one skipper other than Taylor or myself that's that's won a, a Congressional Cup. Um, and we've actually alternated since 2016. He won in 2016, us in 17, him in 18, us in 19. Uh, 20 was a blank, 21 was him, and, and now 22 is us. So um, so certainly between us, we've, we have dominated the event. Um, it often comes down either to us in the final or, or in some of those wins, you know, he we've beaten him in the semifinals or, or vice versa. Um, it is a it is a, a, a very long rival we, we we've had. We have very different styles, uh, and that makes it quite you know quite interesting. I think as time goes on, we learn more and more about each other and, and how to to nullify each other's skills really, uh, and that makes it such a fun challenge.
You know, when I think about the Catalina 37s, can you tell us a little bit more about how ornery and how easy those are to sail? Um, well, I, they're, um, they're obviously a, a, an old design. They're, they're a very heavy, uh, heavy boat. Um, and so getting them up to speed is, is, is really important. Out of maneuvers, it takes a long time to get back up to full speed. Um, they're quite they're quite a challenge to match race with six. The the sails are, are pretty big, especially the spinnaker is is hard to, to get down. Taylor and his team they actually sail with seven people uh, on board, and um, I think there are times when maybe they have a, a small edge having the extra hands, and then sometimes we have a small edge by having bigger people. It's um it's a weight limit, so you can have seven or six as long as you're under the total weight limit. So we so we'll end up with six and with some slightly bigger, stronger people on board as a result. Um, but so Ian, yeah, they can. Ian, do you want can, to give oh, a, a sh- oh my my apologies? Do you no, want to give no, a no. shout out for your teammates? Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, yeah, I had a fantastic team this year. It was uh, some of my my regular guys weren't available, uh, but Richard Sydenham uh, on tactics. He's he's done a lot of match racing with me for the last five or six years um and then uh the the other guys i had uh, matt cornwell on the bow uh, steve mitchell in the pit john gunderson trimming andy escort on the main as i said richard sydenham um really it was a team that, that came together quite late i've have sailed with them all before but uh, some of them not for a long time uh, and actually some of them hadn't ever met each other before so we introduced to each other on the on the practice day and, and off we went and, and tried to get to know each other and get to get to work out how to get the best out of it. So at this point, do you, uh, you know, sit back, have a cigar and a, a cup of coffee or are you on to the next thing? Yeah, I actually have a, I have a regatta this weekend uh, in the UK in, in a class of boat called a Cape 31, sailing a boat called Fanatic, Fanatic with uh, John Cooper. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then really just um, waiting to, to fix our schedule with, with the World Match Racing Tour. Things have been difficult with COVID and, and there's still a little bit of uncertainty about exactly what events uh, we can do this year. Uh, but certainly hoping to, to get back onto, world, onto some more World Match Racing Tour regattas. As things start, uh, have started back up uh, after the COVID, have you found there to be any differences in the way the races are being conducted or... Um, or your experience of them just during this pandemic? Well, I, I mean, I think that the big thing for our sport is um, is that it's it's commercially funded um, and the events have struggled to keep that going through COVID, as, uh, you know, as, as is understandable. I mean, that, that one of the big strengths of the, the Congressional Cup, of course, they have sponsors, but they also have a huge volunteer base at, at the Long Beach Yacht Club. Uh, and a lot of um, pro- you know private club member sponsors for the event as well, and that's actually given that event a, a lot of stability and is is providing a lot of stability to the the sport overall. So, you know, it's a big a big thank you to the yacht club, to the Long Beach Yacht Club, and all the volunteers. Um, I think you're having Lisa Meyer on next week, are you? Um, she was the, the the chairwoman this year for the Congressional Cup. Uh, and, and she runs a huge team of volunteers. And, and uh, as I say, thanks, massive thanks to them. And for me as well, thanks to, to Gladstone's Long Beach for, for supporting our team this year uh, and getting us, getting us all the way to, to, to Long Beach to compete. 
There he is, Ian Williams, owner of now five Crimson Blazers, tying the all-time record with the Congressional Cup and still at it another regatta back in the U.K. Ian, uh, best of luck. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. All right, and uh, Karen, good to hear you you as well. Yes, it's great to talk to you and co-host with you as always, Rick. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back, and lines are available, 1-800-878-PLAY. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Let's say life knocks on your door, and you need money to live on or pay bills. What do you do? Would your life be better if you were able to take the equity you've built in your home and spend it any way you want? Here's an idea. Call Easy Knock. They can help you convert the equity in your home into cash in just a few days. If your home is worth $100,000 or more, Easy Knock will buy it from you. You get the money you need, and you stay in your home as a renter. Plus, depending on your program, you can buy it back at any time. If you think you might not qualify, remember, they can say yes when your bank says no. Call Easy Knock now and get the cash you need out of your home. Easy Knock is not a lender. Its products are not available in all markets. Terms and conditions apply.
That's 800-245-9187. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right. uh, Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the program. If there's one thing we know about Kevin Durant, he's a Hall of Fame talent. It's another thing we know about him. He cares what people say about him. And it doesn't matter who you are. And we also know that Charles Barkley likes to, as the kids would say, throw shade at a lot of players. And uh, for some reason, you know, he went at it with Draymond once. Well, they both did. (laughs) But when Barkley was taking swipes at Draymond and said, somebody punch him in the face, please. And then Draymond said, hmm, I got three rings. Barkley ain't got none. You know, it's just a little stuff going on. Uh, You know, Charles Barkley is, is older than I am but he still has this competitive fire in him to take shots. And so he was talking about uh, Kevin Durant, and he said, all these bus riders, they don't mean nothing to me. If you ain't driving the bus, don't walk around talking about you a champion. Basically saying that KD is along for the ride. And then when someone said he was a finals MVP, he said, yeah, so was Andre Iguodala. Basically saying, you know, throwing shade at Iggy. Or saying, uh, yeah, if Iguodala's a finals MVP and, you know, so are you. Look, anyone who thinks Kevin Durant is just along for the ride is stupid or has a vendetta. And Barkley ain't that stupid. There's some sort of weird vendetta. And so then KD came back, showed picture of Barkley with Akeem Olajuwon and uh, Clyde the Glide, who's been in here with me. So uh, just a little fun for you people out there who (laughs) like the the uh, off-the-field, off-the-court banter, more or less. All right, we have another two hours to go. Rampage Jackson in the next hour. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Two wildfires in New Mexico combined and have burned 54,000 plus acres of land since they first merged. The fires, separately known as Calf Canyon Fire and Hermit's Peak Fire, merged one week ago. High winds and dry grasslands are what's making this fire difficult. More than 400 firefighters and personnel are battling the wildfire. 133 Republican lawmakers are putting Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas on notice. 
fix the border, or get impeached. You better get the job done. You better do what your oath of office is. You better obey the law, obey court orders, and uh, or you're, go- you're, you're being put on notice that something, you, you may be removed from office if this continues. Texas Congressman Brian Babin on Fox News Tuesday morning. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Hello, neighbor. Pat Boone here. You know, they say every dark cloud has a silver lining, right? Well, today I'm going to prove it. Rising political and economic uncertainty is increasing market volatility. This flight to safety is pushing up gold and silver prices like never before. So, to help protect listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer. Historic silver walking liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of just $12.50 each delivered. That's right. $12.50 each delivered while supplies last. Call 800-289-2646 now, which spells 800-B-U-I-C-O-I-N by coin. Put a silver lining in your portfolio now. Call 800-289-2646 or online at SwissAmerica.com. 800-289-2646. And you can tell them Pat Boone gave you the number. President Trump was in Ohio over the weekend talking election integrity. We can't have these elections that go for 48 days and they store the votes in a room. And where is the guard? Well, he took off today. We want one day elections. We want paper ballots. The trial of a Florida high school shooter has a rough start. Tim Berg reports. Jury selection for the trial of Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz is starting over after miscommunication caused some potential jurors to be improperly dismissed and sent home. Cruz pleaded guilty to murdering 17 people during a rampage back in 2018. Circuit Judge Elizabeth Schreier addresses candidates for the new jury. There are rules that all jurors must follow. A basic rule is that jurors must decide the case only on the evidence presented in the courtroom. Cruz faces a death penalty. His public defense attorney disagrees with the decision to select a new jury. USA Radio News. Gun smoke. Fort Laramie. Have gun. Will travel. Frontier gentlemen. Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. The greatest radio shows of all time. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. On many of these radio stations or online, just search for Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. That's Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill Monday to create a police force dedicated to voter fraud and other election crimes. The law creates an Office of Election Crimes and Security under the Florida Department of State. They will review fraud allegations and conduct preliminary election investigations. Dr. Ben Carson told Newsmax on Monday that he thought it was disturbing that Dr. Anthony Fauci is questioning a federal judge's ruling to overturn President Biden's travel mask mandate. Well, it is disturbing that uh, a bureaucrat, a government bureaucrat, would question the judge the system of checks and balances that we have. You know, the reason we have that is when one branch uh, exceeds its power, we need to be able to protect the people. And if we give unlimited power to the CDC, uh, they can abuse it, and they will abuse it. The world's top palm oil producer announced that it will ban exports of the commodity starting on Thursday. 
That announcement sent prices of edible oils skyrocketing. Indonesia accounts for about half the world's supply of palm oil, the world's most widely used vegetable oil, found in biscuits, detergent, and lipsticks. Indonesian President Jako Widodo said the move was designed to bring down domestic palm oil prices and ensure domestic food availability. I'm Lance Pry, and this is USA Radio News. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. You know, the other day somebody was talking to me about how, you know, in sports, sometimes you have to overpay a guy to stay. And, um, you know, it goes to the territory. Uh, unless you just want to just not be involved like my Oakland A's and just say, you know, we, we already are paying like 100 guys. Why would I pay one guy basically the amount of money I'm paying all the other 99 guys. That 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 doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> but then I think about, like, you know, Al Davis, I thought he grossly overpaid Tommy Kelly. He grossly overpaid Stanford Route. And I kept thinking, you could have had those guys for a lot less. This is when he was getting on in years. But you really could have had those guys for a lot less. And so the reports that Elon Musk is purchased Twitter for $44 billion. Couldn't you have it for $4 billion? Or is it the kind of thing where I don't even want to negotiate? <laughs> and how do you not sell, even if you love it? <clears throat> what can you do with $44 billion? Now, I never like the people say, you can end world hunger and you can build homeless shelters. Yeah, it'd be nice. But it's not on them to do that. It's their own money. You can't tell people how to spend their money. You know, it's like, how can these billionaires go into space when they could be building homeless shelters? Because it's their money. They can do whatever they want with it. It's not their responsibility. And and even when people give away billions of dollars, it's never enough. But I just think it, there's no way Twitter's worth $44 billion. So, um, and how much does he have left? 
I have no idea. All right. Uh, this hour, we're going to talk a little draft on the other side with Sean Green. Rampage Jackson is in the movie Lord of the Streets. We had on uh, Greco the other day to talk about that. Uh, and uh, your calls, 1-800-878-PLAY. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back and let's do two more hours. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-209-6124. 800-209-6124. That's 800-209-6124. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle.
Right, uh, there we are. Lawrence, just pretend you can't hear me through the walls. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome back to the show Sean Green from SGPN. That is the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They're actually going to be celebrating their 10-year anniversary at the NFL Draft. Sean, 10 years? Where has it gone? Yeah, well, it's crazy. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, when I started a podcast about sports gambling, a lot of people said, why are you doing that? Sports gambling is illegal. The next question was, what is a podcast? So uh, I think a lot has uh, <laughs> changed here in the past 10 years, both with podcasts and sports gambling, where, you know, now it's 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 big business. It's, it's crazy how both industries have uh, shifted so much in the past decade. How many years in the garage before you went to a studio? <laughs> yeah, that's funny because we started out in my uh, one-car garage. Then we upgraded to my buddy's two-car garage. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it was just last year where we finally got some office space and uh, built out a real studio. Very cool. All right, let's take a look at the draft because, for me, it is the most fascinating thing outside the lines in sports. And it's amazing to see guys, uh, teams reach and choke and do all sorts of ridiculous things on draft day. But uh, this draft is really interesting because there is no Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence. We don't know who the number one guy is. This is why I don't think Trent Baalke's phone is ringing off the hook. Trayvon Walker is kind of a polarizing guy because not great tape at Georgia, but an amazing combine. So is this guy yeah. the, is this guy the next Aaron Donald and you can't pass him, or is this Jeff George who had a great combine? Yeah, I always am scared off by guys who, you know, really rise up the draft board off of, you know, the combine. Because again, it's you know, there's so much more to playing football than just the measurables. And I think teams get in trouble when they fall in love with guys, again, who, you know, maybe the tape doesn't match and they talk themselves into uh, a player. I think your best bet, honestly, especially with defensive line or, you know, like positions like cornerback, cornerback, uh, people really get in trouble when they draft off size, speed. Those are the guys that end up being busts because they don't have the productivity. Like there's a certain art to being a pass rusher. There's a certain art to being a cornerback in the NFL and at the college level. So if the production isn't there, I would be scared off. But to your point, there isn't any uh, one slam dunk here at the number one spot, uh, which is pretty interesting, especially in the betting market. We've seen the odds shift all over the place as the Jaguars try and figure out what they're going to do. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in these prop bets to take some of these dogs because it really is, you know, way more open than previous years. Yeah, and not talking Georgia dogs. We're talking under. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, is Aiden Hutchinson to you the next JJ Watt or just kind of a Max Crosby? Yeah, I mean, I I'm super high on Max Crosby, so I think if whoever drafts Aiden Hutchinson, if they can get Max Crosby. I think uh, they're in a pretty good spot. I mean, I don't see an Aaron Donald type between Aiden Hutchinson, Travon Walker, you know, Kevon Thibodeau. I don't see a, uh, I don't see an Aaron Donald in these guys. Now, maybe something happens at the pro level and they can kind of change their game. You know, I mean, Aaron Donald wasn't drafted insanely high. He was a uh, first rounder, but wasn't wasn't quite that, uh, you know, like slam dunk of a pick. I do like Aiden Hutchinson. I think, you know, going back to the combine stuff, his arm size, I think, will scare 
It could scare the Jags off taking him uh, number one overall. He's highly productive, though, so I, I think he's going to be a, a nice pickup, but I don't know if he's going to be a franchise changer. When you look at who's going to be the first left tackle and maybe number one overall, we were kind of thinking in the beginning it was Evan Neal. He was in the marquee program at Alabama. But then at the combine, Ike Mukwonu is running like a tight end and jumping like a wide receiver out of NC State. Which one of those two would you take? You know, I would, I would, uh, if it was up to me, I would probably lean Evan Neal just because of the uh, consistency there. And, and to your point, you know, you're blocking defensive linemen in the SEC. I mean, literally, you're probably going to be lining up against the same guys you blocked, uh, you know, uh, in the Georgia games that you're going to be playing in the, in the pro level. So I would, I think Evan Neal is like a safer play. And with left tackle, you don't want to, uh, you know, you don't want to miss on that. However, you look at kind of the props and, and where people are leaning. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Iquanu goes number one overall. You know, Doug Peterson, it'll be interesting to see how much he has in this decision because Doug Peterson is leaning for an offensive player. And Doug Peterson, you know, as an Eagles fan, they won the Super Bowl in 2017. Why did they win the Super Bowl in 2017? Well, Foles had this miraculous run in the playoffs, but he had a, a really good offensive line. So I think Doug P knows that you can't have too many good offensive linemen. I think he wants to go offensive linemen. I think he wants a Quanu. Um, so I think that's why Quanu is certainly in the mix there to be the number one pick overall. But if it was up to me, I like the fact that a guy, you know, performed at a high level at Alabama. So Evan Neal, I think, is kind of the safer play. Uh, at corner, Derek Stingley and Sauce Gardner, and if you go by program pedigree, you go Stingley, but when you put them on side by side, it's hard not to go uh, Ahmad Gardner over Stingley. I think both are going to be outstanding, but I'm making you pick, so who are you picking here, Sean? Oh, 100% I'm going Sauce Gardner, and I wouldn't be shocked if Sauce Gardner, we look back in this draft, and he ends up being the uh, best player drafted. In the first round, I'm super high on Sauce Gardner. And, you know, Derek Stingley, he was the guy that has just been hyped up for a long time. He's had injury issues. He's had some, you know, attitude, uh, effort issues. So, I, I, I don't know, man. A guy coming in with already some injury history versus Ahmed Sauce Gardner has just been – he's just been dominating at a pretty high level. I mean, that Cincinnati team – you know, got to the college football playoffs. So they, he had some great games against good, really good uh, competition as well. And, yeah, I'm all in on Sauce Gardner. Kyle Hamilton, for a while there, everyone said he's the next Ed Reed, but then they said, no, 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 he's Jonathan Abram. He gets burned all over the place. So where are you on Kyle Hamilton? Yeah, you know, when Kyle Hamilton's 40 time came out, that did not help him. And it was pretty funny because I don't know if you saw – but they must have done something there with the track on the uh, at the combine because everyone was setting forty time records left and right except uh, poor old uh, Kyle Hamilton, who now is kind of fallen. I think to that point where teams are worried he's just going to be a box safety guy. He doesn't have the high end speed to uh, you know play against some of these you know tight ends now are like receivers. So if you don't have that speed to cover some of these guys, uh, you could be in trouble. That being said, Kyle Hamilton, again, performed at a high level, good pedigree. I, I think your take on Kyle Hamilton is just how much your team values the safety position. I think, to me, he is still the best safety in the class. I know Lewis Seen, everyone is uh, pretty high on. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Kyle Hamilton. To me, 
you know, as far as like where he gets drafted and how, what, what kind of impact he has in your team depends on the type of defense you run. If you're cool with a box safety guy, um, who maybe has some issues in coverage. Like if you have a strong cornerback that can match up against the number one receiver, I think Hamilton is the, is a nice addition there. We just have about a minute. Rank these wide receivers one, two, three. Garrett Wilson, Ohio State, Drake London, USC, and Jamison Williams, Bama. You know, I, it's crazy to put a guy coming off an ACL injury, number one, but give me Jamison Williams, hmm. number one. He's really ahead of schedule. I, you know, ACL things are now like the pulled hamstring. These guys are coming back so quick. Uh, it's crazy. And, and, you know, I feel old when I'm complaining about, oh, you know, my lower back hurts a little bit. These guys are bouncing back at a crazy level. Jamison Williams is a is a game breaker uh, in the truest sense. And if he stays healthy in that championship game, uh, Alabama may pull that off. So to me, he's the flat out number one. Uh, next, I'm going uh, Garrett Wilson. I like the speed. I, I like what he can do on the outside. And then I'm I'm actually kind of putting Drake London in third. Uh, you know, I'm worried, you know, the profile on him, he's kind of like a bigger body guy, but he's not quite as fast as, uh, as a Mike Evans, which people are trying to cop him to. He's almost going to be a big slot, which there's certainly a role for that in the NFL. I just don't know if I'm – you know, he's top end. And if I'm drafting the first receiver, I'm 100% going Jamison Williams. Love talking about the draft. And you can hear a lot more from Sean Green from SPGM. You can go to sportsgamblingpodcastnetwork.com for a lot more of that uh, as well. Sean, have a great draft and thanks for coming by. Oh, thanks as always. Love coming on. Appreciate it. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We will come on back on Sports Byline. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your 
your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 4531 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. We all have our idiosyncrasies. wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. Jeez Louise, so what is up with that? Come on back, y'all. Breaker, breaker, one nine. Rick Tittle with you. We got Smokey the Bear and some brown paper bags. I still remember my uh, my CB cage, AU6336. You had to come on with your call sign, which was given to you by the <clears throat> federal... Communications Commission, the FCC, to broadcast. I had to have a broadcasting license for a citizen's band radio. What do you think of that? No one cares. Coming up in the next segment, Rampage Jackson. Uh, This guy can rampage, and he's been in some trouble in his career. He's been in trouble with the females. (laughs) He's been in trouble with Johnny Law, but uh, he's on the straight and narrow now, and uh, he's an actor. And we'll talk about his new movie. Um, at any time in sports, when you have a disgruntled player, it's the old Fisher cut bait or whatever old stupid catchphrase you want. Um, you know, I see it a lot in, in soccer when someone's like, yeah, I don't want to play here anymore. And that happened with Dimitar Berbatov with Tottenham. He wanted to go to Manchester United. It happened with Michael Carrick. He wanted to go to Manchester United. It happened with Gareth Bale. He wanted to go to Real Madrid. It happened with Luka Modric. He wanted to go to Real Madrid. Real Madrid today, Man City, right? I think at 11 o'clock. Big game in the Champions League. Di Maestra, Di Best, and Le Grande, say keep the champions. That's been my ringtone for about 10 years since Tottenham got back in. 
or just got in. <clears throat> but anyway, we saw that with Ben Simmons this year. I, I, I just won't play. Well, sometimes guys say, I want out of here, bah! like Aaron Rodgers, and then they don't leave. So the Packers were smart because they got to said, yeah, we got to get rid of him now. We got to get some picks for this guy. He's going to come back here. He's going to sit on his can. He's a multimillionaire. He doesn't even feel like playing. Yeah, he came back and said, I love it here. So what was that all about, Aaron? I was doing my own research. I talked to Joe Rogan, and he said, I love it here. Okay. I got it. I talked to my family, but I've excommunicated them. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I bring this all up because the Niners have this situation with their best player, Debo Samuel. And he made it clear that he wants out. He made a trade demand. But John Lynch, the GM, said, I don't see any scenario where I trade Debo Samuel. Which is smart. Actually, one of the funniest headlines... Uh, I've seen uh, so far today, maybe this whole month, is Packers GM will not commit to taking wide receiver in first round. Why would he? In the history of a team, unless you have the number one overall pick and you know it's Trevor Lawrence, why would you say, I am committed to taking a wide receiver? You just completely blew out any leverage you had for a trade right then. And you basically helped everybody else because now they know, okay, well, the wide receiver is going to go to their, them there, and then they can plan their b- big boards. He won't commit. Why would he commit publicly? No, it's stupid. But anyway, as I mentioned, Sports Illustrated uh, interviewed um, the, uh, the GM of the uh, San Francisco uh, 49ers. And um, he said, uh, I'm not going to trade him. Now, they also interviewed Shahid Khan, the owner, or Shad, his nickname, Shad Khan, the owner of the uh, Jaguars. And this is a guy who is uh, from London and then his adopted hometown of Champaign, Illinois. And he made his multi-millions on mufflers. That's right. I make auto parts for the American worker. Because I am one. Yeah. Now, even despite hiring Trent Balky, who very few fans wanted to retain, the, uh, the whole Urban Meyer debacle, but as we were talking with Sean Green, Doug Peterson looks like he's going to be the right coach there. <clears throat> and so what is your team philosophy going to be? What are you? Uh, th- there are some people who said that Shad Khan is in love with uh, Kyle Hamilton, and he wants him drafted number one overall. Well, if you want to do what your boss tells you to do, then what you say is, no, he won't. He'll still be there at <laughs> in the top 10. Let's trade down, and we'll still get your guy, right? But now there is a rumor that the 49ers will take, uh, will let Debo Samuel go for two first-rounders. And if you think about the Dolphins trade for Tyree Kill, which was definitely big, even that didn't involve two first-rounders. It was a first-rounder, a second-rounder, a fourth, and then a couple of picks in 2023. 
Now, Devontae Adams, that also didn't involve two first-rounders. The Raiders sent Green Bay the 22nd overall and the 53rd overall, the Raiders' first and second-round pick this year. So if teams were not willing to give two first-round picks for Adams or Hill, I doubt very seriously the Niners will have uh, a taker with that reported asking price. That's a price you usually get for a QB. Now, that's not saying it can't happen. And Debo Samuel is, uh, you know, it's funny. Those guys are three different types of players. Devontae Adams is the most traditional, reliable wide receiver in that group. Hill is a speed merchant, and then Samuel is just a wrecking ball. I came in like a wrecking ball. But we still know that the Jets are very interested. But the rumor is when they made a a trade offer to San Francisco, they wouldn't even include one first-round pick. Now... The whole thing about Samuel is that he doesn't like the way he's being used. That's apparently what it is, is that he's playing running back and wide receiver for $3.9 million, getting concussed and banged around in those two positions. He literally could come in and say, what, are you, what is the top tailback making? What is the top wide receiver making? Combine those two salaries. <laughs> could he do that? He's not getting enough carries to do that. But as it goes, we don't know what, you know, listen, San Francisco is not going to have first round picks for the next few years because they had to have Trey Lance. And there are already people saying Malik Willis in this draft is a better prospect than Trey Lance. The Niners certainly hope that if that's true, then Malik Willis is going to the Hall of Fame as well. But according to NFL.com, the Niners are taking calls for Samuel. They'd be stupid not to take a call for anybody. But um, they want as high as 13 in the draft. Now, you might have seen, this was last week, that um, there was a sign at a club, I think it was in L.A., where it said Debo is staying, and then Debo's doing the with his neck like, oh, hell no. (laughs) Hell no, I'm not staying. But it's an interesting number, 13. That's um, where the uh, Houston Texans are right now at 13. And that's where I think you're going to see a guy. I mean, I I think Kyle Hamilton is going to drop. I I don't see him getting out of the top 15, but you could see him going somewhere like that. But let's say the, I mean, even the Packers, as they try to get a new receiver, they don't pick until uh, 22. And by then, you're going to have those three guys I mentioned in the last segment all off the board, Williams, Wilson, London, Maybe Len would be, still be there. So who would be the wide receiver that you would take? Probably a Traylon Burks or a Chris Olave, Arkansas and Ohio State, respectively. There's also Christian Watson from North Dakota State who's getting a lot of love, but this is a guy who played four years at a smaller uh, smaller school. Um, I think the real, just on the side, the real wild card in this draft is going to be Sam Howell, who we have not talked about a whole lot. But this is the quarterback from North Carolina. 
and he's second in the history of the ACC in passing efficiency. He's only 6'1", but he's a super tough, rugged guy. And um, I believe he's the guy with the Hollywood looks, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Who cares about that? Jimmy G. Do you care that Jimmy G's handsome, Dominic? Probably not. (laughs) All right. We got a lot more drafts to talk about today, tomorrow, Friday, and uh, Rampage Jackson on the other side. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-391-8713. That's 800-391-8713. It doesn't really matter. I I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore.
Rick Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. All right, thank you for that. And uh, if we get RP, we'll throw him on the air. Quentin is his name, uh, by the way. I'll say, what's up, Q? Uh, excuse me? What's up, Q? Uh, my name is Quentin. By the way, uh, speaking of the Nets, just one more note on the Nets here. They uh, got swept. Uh, could you scape coach, uh, scape coach, that's before you slip, could you scapegoat Steve Nash? You could. But reports are Mark Stein is saying that um, he's not going to be blamed, he's not going to be fired. <clears throat> and they talked about unpredictable issues that plague the team and he is not responsible, especially the vaccine mandate that kept Kyrie out for most of the year in those home games. And that mandate seemed to have driven a wedge between Irving and James Harden, who forced his way out of Brooklyn in February. And Nash could not have predicted that Ben Simmons, who was the guy coming the other way, would uh, do zilch for them that season. Remember, KD, when they asked him, what about Nash? He said, oh, yes, because Nash, if you didn't know, actually helped out with the Warriors when KD was there. He wasn't officially a coach, but he'd be at practice talking about practice. So as long as they go to KD again and they say, should we keep Steve Nash? If he says yes, then he will stay. But the thing is the Nets have been criticized all year for their defense and how their offense is very isolation heavy. Now, to some extent, you could say, well, those are personnel programs. But remember, it's the coach's responsibility for making the most of the talent that he's given. Even if a roster's flawed, it has huge basketball talent like there. So if Nash can hold on to his job, I think things should get easier. Durant already re-signing a long-term extension and... Irving has not, but he's expected back at the very least on his player option. I said $37 million. Joe Harris will return from ankle surgery. The Nets picked up a lot of spare trade assets in the Harden deal and some picks. And uh, Ben Simmons, if he feels like playing. That's the thing that is maddening about the Nets is they have enough talent to win. They just don't get all the talent on the court at the same time, and then if they even do, it just doesn't work. So as we look for explanations there, uh, that's something that it seems like Steve Nash is not going to get the brunt of the blame. Now, speaking of Philadelphia and James Harden, after going up 3 nothing in their first-round series against the Raptors, the Sixers have lost two straight and find themselves in a nerve-wracking position. Remember, we already talked about the fact the last couple days that the NBA is 0-143 for teams trying to come back from 3-0 deficits. It's never happened. No Red Sox-Yankees here. Now, I can think of another example in hockey. I've already used it. I won't do it anymore. (laughs) But Joel Embiid has a torn thumb ligament that will get operated on as soon as the season's over. And Game 6 is in Toronto. So if it gets back to to Philly at Game 7, which feels like that's going to happen, 
The Sixers will be playing under the ridiculous pressure of becoming the first team in NBA history to lose a playoff series after being up three love. And that could get very ugly real quick. And you could already sense some of the unraveling in Joel Embiid's postgame comments last night, or on uh, Monday night, I should say. No, wait, last night. What's the day? Today's Tuesday, right? Okay. I don't even know what day it is. <clears throat> I blame the pandemic. Uh, so Joel Embiid took a pretty clear shot at Harden because Embiid was asked... Uh, James only took 11 shots. Would you like to see him take more to help the offense out in this way? Embiid said, I mean, I've been saying all season since he got here, he needs to be aggressive and he needs to be himself. That's not really my job. That's probably on coach to talk to him and tell him to take more shots, especially if they're going to guard me the way they've been guarding. But that's really not my job. But we all need to be better offensively. We missed a bunch of wide-open shots. At times, I felt like we just invited when I was getting doubled. We were not aggressive attacking the ball. We just kept moving the ball around the perimeter, and that gave them time to recover, and that's why we're not able to get anything out of it. So that's what they want to keep do- So if that's what they want to keep doing, we've got to take advantage of it. Yeah, that's not exactly a subtle remark when you say coach needs to talk to him. And it isn't that Harden is averaging only 18 points. 18 points uh, is what you and I could get in an empty gym. Uh, Harden should be more like 28, not 18. But he's shooting 37% from the field. And in the last four games, 31%. And... (laughs) He just can't beat defenders off the dribble, and when he does get some semblance of a downhill advantage, he doesn't have that lift at the rim. He's just looking more to pass, which is you know sometimes a, a good thing for him to do. All right, let's go to the uh, phone lines, and we're very happy to bring in our guest, the uh, fabulous Rampage Jackson. He is in a new movie called Lord of the Streets, which is now on Tubi, that's T-U-B-I, and you might remember we had Richard Grieco uh, on the show a couple of days ago uh, as well. Rampage, welcome to the show. Uh, how are you in in your acting? I mean, you've done movies before. Do you still find yourself evolving as an actor, or are you kind of like on rails at this point? Well, I, I don't know if I'm evolving or not. You know, I, I still uh, consider myself like a, you know, a novice, you know, I, I'm I'm not really an actor. I'm, I'm a fighter, but I, I you know I, I've done movies, but you know I'm just I'm just enjoying it. Whatever comes. Do you? I mean, when you get tips from actors and and everything, what what are some of the tips that that you have learned uh, just in in the field? Like you might want to do a little more of this, a little less of that. Um. Uh. You know. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that you know I need to improve on. But I just, I to be quite honest, I don't remember ever really getting any any tips from 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 actors. I, mm. you know, I got a lot of tips a long time ago when I was doing the eighteen, but that was so long ago I can't remember. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I was thinking about your career. How hard is it or was it for you to go multiple weights? Like you go middleweight, heavyweight, light heavyweight. Was that easy for you or was that a struggle to win at different what's, weight clubs? What's, what's, what's middleweight? Because I don't remember ever going middleweight. I just said, said you were middleweight in 2003. Is that wrong? Uh, I don't know. I was fighting in Japan, so maybe they call it like heavyweight middleweight over there. But I'm not sure. You were big in Japan, too. How how much of it, like, if you walk down the streets of, of Tokyo, do you get mobbed? Well, all black folks look alike to them, so as long as I wasn't wearing a camouflage or my chain, not that many people recognize me, to be honest. <laughs> Got you. Growing up in uh, in uh, Memphis, what what was that like for you? Um, and uh, you know, and then uh, persevering through the challenges that you had. Well, you know, probably like growing up in any any city. You know, it is what it is. You, you know, saying you used to used to it, you're part of your environment. You know, I had a uh, you know, it was, it was great. I had a lot of good friends and everything, and you know, it just. I guess a small, it's kind of like a small city, you know what I'm saying? The population was only like a million back then. So, you know, it's not like growing up in a big city like New York or Chicago, but, you know, you know to get to where I met from, coming from a small town, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, it's a big thing for, for me and my peers and the people that's from Memphis. You know, Memphis, we're very proud of anybody who make it out, you know? So when you go, some people, you know, when they, they grow up and, uh, you know, become an adult. They go back home. They don't even recognize the place. They don't have family or friends there. For you, when you go back, is it is it still home or is it different? Well, well, I, I've been gone for over 20 years, but all my family is back there. Gotcha. It's, still, it's still the same, but, you know, a lot of a lot has changed over the years within that place, you know what I'm saying? But it's still the same. All my, my whole family is back there, so I just hang out with them and, you know what I'm saying, reminisce about the old times, but it's still home. Yeah, you've been around the world. What about the time you lived? You were Merseyside in uh, in England. What what was that like living over there? I wasn't really living over there, but I was over there training, and I think the longest I stayed was probably like three months. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I hate, I hate the rain, but over there in England, you know, you know, it was such a different place. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind the rain. And like at the time, the company that I was keeping was good. We always had fun and stuff like that. So, I, I like, I like living in England. I, even though I was living there, I like. That's the, that was the longest I've ever been abroad. It's, it was three months. That's the longest I've ever been anywhere, other than America. You know. We're on the American Forces Radio Network, and I know that you've done some USO events. You know, I've seen pictures of you at Rammstein in uh, in Germany, and then of course the troops come up and and thank you, and we should be thanking them. It's uh, it's kind of a humbling event. Why why do you feel it's important to 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 give back to our military? You know, our military sacrificed so much for us and for for our freedoms and stuff that like we didn't even know. I learned so much that trip. I didn't I didn't even know. I went to some places where I can't even. Tell you what, man. I didn't even know we had a military base there, and and that people was there year round, and they and they lived there away from their families and stuff like that. They sacrificed so much for us, so you know I think it's very important to for anybody that has the time 
to you know give back to the people in the military for doing what they do for us. No doubt. Last question for you. Tell us about Lord of the Streets and your role as Kane. What do you want to know? It was a, it was a fun film. I got to I got to uh, play the villain. I think he's one of the biggest assholes I've ever ever heard of. And it, it was fun working with Trench, you know, saying uh, Richard Vico and uh, Anderson Silva, uh, AJ McKee, and 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 you know the director was was uh, Jared. He was great, and man, the whole team the whole team was great. It was a great experience. Well, you can check it out now on Tubi from Mutiny Films, Lord of the Streets, starring our guest Rampage Jackson. Thanks for coming on the show, man. We appreciate it. No, thank you. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back on Sports Byline. either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. 
Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. I joined the Army because my father and my brother were in the Army. I thought I'd better join before I got drafted. Son, uh, there ain't no draft no more. There was one? Tittle always goes commando. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, the other day, you might have seen Kyle Schwarber with the Phils. He got rung up on a backwards K by Angel Hernandez, an umpire who is notorious for bad calls. And um, I believe Angel Hernandez keeps working because uh, because of the criticism he receives. The umpires are like, screw you. We'll just put them out there more. And look, every umpire, even Joe Girardi said, I think I'm kind of in support of the robot automatic strike zone. I like that. I think I'm kind of in support of it. Uh, Kyle Schwarber went schmilters. He turned around, threw his helmet, got tossed, because you're automatically tossed if you argue balls and strikes. Very emphatically said, he stepped into one batter's box and said, you're calling him outside. Then he stepped in the other batter's box. You're calling him inside. Then he raised his hands up. You're calling him high. These are all strikes to you. Blah. And uh, Noah Syndergaard said, long live the Angel Hernandez strike zone. (laughs) Kyle Schwarber, by by the way, will not face a suspension. And why would he? He got kicked out of the game. But that was news today. You have to bump an empire umpire before or bump an empire the Qing dynasty uh, before you're going to get suspended but the uh, the uh, infamy of Angel Hernandez is still in effect right now all right we got hour three coming up we're going to talk a little soccer we're also going to have deadliest catch captain John Harris as well after a brief newscast and we'll see you in a second I'm Rick Tittle USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Two wildfires in New Mexico combined and have burned 54,000 plus acres of land since they first merged. The fires, separately known as Calf Canyon Fire and Hermit's Peak Fire, merged one week ago. High winds and dry grasslands are what's making this fire difficult. More than 400 firefighters and personnel are battling the wildfire. 133 Republican lawmakers are putting Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas on notice. 
fix the border, or get impeached. You better get the job done. You better do what your oath of office is. You better obey the law, obey court orders, and uh, or you're, go- you're, you're being put on notice that something, you, you may be removed from office if this continues. Texas Congressman Brian Babin on Fox News Tuesday morning. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Hello, neighbor. Pat Boone here. You know, they say every dark cloud has a silver lining, right? Well, today I'm going to prove it. Rising political and economic uncertainty is increasing market volatility. This flight to safety is pushing up gold and silver prices like never before. So, to help protect listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer. Historic silver walking liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of just $12.50 each delivered. That's right. $12.50 each delivered while supplies last. Call 800-289-2646 now, which spells 800-B-U-I-C-O-I-N by coin. Put a silver lining in your portfolio now. Call 800-289-2646 or online at SwissAmerica.com. 800-289-2646. And you can tell them Pat Boone gave you the number. President Trump was in Ohio over the weekend talking election integrity. We can't have these elections that go for 48 days and they store the votes in a room. And where is the guard? Well, he took off today. We want one day elections. We want paper ballots. The trial of a Florida high school shooter has a rough start. Tim Berg reports. Jury selection for the trial of Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz is starting over after miscommunication caused some potential jurors to be improperly dismissed and sent home. Cruz pleaded guilty to murdering 17 people during a rampage back in 2018. Circuit Judge Elizabeth Schreier addresses candidates for the new jury. There are rules that all jurors must follow. A basic rule is that jurors must decide the case only on the evidence presented in the courtroom. Cruz faces a death penalty. His public defense attorney disagrees with the decision to select a new jury. USA Radio News. Gun smoke. Fort Laramie. Have gun. Will travel. Frontier gentlemen. Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. The greatest radio shows of all time. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. On many of these radio stations or online. Just search for Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. That's Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill Monday to create a police force dedicated to voter fraud and other election crimes. The law creates an Office of Election Crimes and Security under the Florida Department of State. They will review fraud allegations and conduct preliminary election investigations. Dr. Ben Carson told Newsmax on Monday that he thought it was disturbing that Dr. Anthony Fauci is questioning a federal judge's ruling to overturn President Biden's travel mask mandate. Well, it is disturbing that uh, a bureaucrat, a government bureaucrat, would question the judge the system of checks and balances that we have. You know, the reason we have that is when one branch uh, exceeds its power, we need to be able to protect the people. And if we give unlimited power to the CDC, uh, they can abuse it, and they will abuse it. The world's top palm oil producer announced that it will ban exports of the commodity starting on Thursday. 
That announcement sent prices of edible oils skyrocketing. Indonesia accounts for about half the world's supply of palm oil, the world's most widely used vegetable oil, found in biscuits, detergent, and lipsticks. Indonesian President Jako Widodo said the move was designed to bring down domestic palm oil prices and ensure domestic food availability. I'm Lance Pry, and this is USA Radio News. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to this show. Rick Tittle with you, 1-800-878-PLAY. <clears throat> John Morant has one most improved player in the NBA. He got 33 first-place votes, 221, beating out finalist Darius Garland of Cleveland and DeJounte Murray of San Antonio Spurs. He's the first Grizzlies player ever to win this award. He's also the first player ever to win Rookie of the Year and most improved player. And I don't even think John Morant deserved to be on the list because he was already a star. And you could say, well, he got way better. He was rookie of the frickin' year. And yeah, I know he got way better. More than eight points per game. And I'm not saying he didn't improve. I just, I don't know, I thought that this award was for somebody who was kind of an afterthought like a Jordan Poole and then all of a sudden oh wow this guy is actually really good I mean the Grizzlies wound up earning the number two seed in the West and he led the way so now that he's got rookie of the year and most improved player in the bag now he's got to go for MVP Uh, Michael Jordan David Robinson Giannis Antetokounmpo maybe defensive player of the year. (laughs) But um, it's kind of funny because while Morant was the one who took home the prize, he felt that his teammate Desmond Bain deserved it, and he left the trophy in Desmond Bain's house with the message, I left your award in your kitchen, gang. You deserve it, killa. Oh, that's nice. All right, well, we do know that 
his attention is really more on the T-Wolves as they're tied 2-2 in the playoffs. And Well, playoffs, we'll talk about that as we go along. But uh, big shout-out to the troops listening on American Forces Radio Network. You're doing a great job. Stay safe. Come home soon. We're proud of you. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app. Listen to us. Watch me on twitch.tv and uh, also CRN Digital Plus 2, Cable Radio Network Channel 2. Come on back. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Do you have no credit or bad credit? Well, now it's no problem with YourCreditPulse.com. Our experts have the comprehensive knowledge to help you aggressively navigate and remove any irregularities from your credit report. YourCreditPulse.com is the solution you've been looking for, from buying a house or a car or securing your next personal or small business loan. All you have to do to get started with a confidential and free consultation is go to our website at YourCreditPulse.com now. So get in the good credit game at YourCreditPulse.com. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com match. Limitations apply. Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius.
Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, 1-800-878-PLAY. If we get our guest, we will throw him on the air. And it's not going to be pretty. Let's go to Christian, though, who's uh, calling in from Houston, Texas. How you doing, Christian? Good afternoon, Rick Tittle and Dominic Cash, Waldo Jimenez, banging on the glass. <laughs> but other than that, man, how y'all doing? What's up, Holmes? <laughs> Nothing much, life, you tell me. <laughs> but still, though, I just got a couple of things to get off my chest quickly before your guest gets on. I mean, first of all, for starters, when it comes down to the Brooklyn Nets, who just played these last four games like basically a circus without a clown, so to speak. I mean, do you think that it's about time for a rebuild after all the drama they've been through, after the fact that the Nets have been to the playoffs almost every year of their Brooklyn existence? Do you think it's time to just shut everything down up in the five boroughs and just start over? No, no, this is not the time because you have Durant and he still can win a championship. You have Kyrie if he wants to stay, but as long as you have Durant, you that window is open. So this is not the time for a rebuild. I see. But do you think that the last four games that the Nets played in, obviously the sweep versus the Celtics, kind of warrant for you know, them pressing the SOS button, the panic button? Um, there's definitely some concerns there, uh, and they need to figure out what went wrong. But uh, you don't want to panic uh, at this point, but you never know with front offices sometimes. Of course, of course. And, I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, you can't really blame this on all their superstars. It's a collective unit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everybody's at fault for, you know, the fact that the Nets are playing terribly. Even though you can't really, you also cannot blame James Harden because he wanted to move away from yet another tragic situation to go play for a contender. But don't you think some of the blame kind of falls on him? Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt. He, um, he still is a guy who, for some reason or another, is uh, you know always going to be remembered as the nearly man, and he still is not super interested in playing defense either. You, all you got to do is just watch the game. <laughs> the nearly man, I like that. You should trademark it. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a British term. <laughs> oh, my apologies. Yeah, <laughs> but. But still, though, another question I want to get off my chest real quick before you get to your guest is I don't know if you've seen or even care about Tyson Fury knocking out Dillian White over the weekend. After the fight, he says he was retiring from actual boxing competition after being, of course, the lineal heavyweight champ, retiring undefeated alongside Rocky Marciano, yada, yada, yada. But he also said that he wanted to either come back to the world of wrestling, pal, which, of course, those guys over on the Wrestling Observer can talk more after this program, cheap plug, or, you know, have a fight with Francis Ngannou, the reigning UFC champion. 
I just got to ask, do you think that a fight between Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury, minus the UFC being middlemen, would make you want to actually care about combat sports? Uh, I, I don't like it when the disciplines cross over. I mean, oh, it's just a one-punch up, uppercut to win that fight uh, against, uh, against oh, White. My. Yeah, and well, he's like a foot and a half taller than him. I mean, it was it was kind of preordained that this was going to happen. But and plus, White looked like he was overweight. I don't know. It didn't. <clears throat> it wasn't a. Uh, I mean, heavyweights are always a little bit fat, but still, it was pretty crazy. But like when McGregor um, fought Mayweather. Yeah, and and uh, lost, and everyone was saying, "Oh, look." Uh, he lasted. That means, you know, the the bo- sport of boxing is embarrassed. I'm like, no, McGregor is one of the toughest guys in the world. He, for uh, his profession, is getting punched and kicked in the face. It was not a surprise to me at all that he lasted, but you were never going to see. I remember that night I was working a Raider preseason game. I was the pre- and post-game host, and in our studio we got it pi- pirated on a computer. I mean, the, the interest in that was through the roof. So whatever is going to get a dollar people are going to have but uh no i mean uh, somebody tyson fury got a hand it to him he's a monster and he knows what he's doing uh, yeah of course of course but in the same vein though you don't want to make it seem like a cash grab like mayweather versus nafakawa four years ago you basically want to make it seem like a legitimate contest between two guys and their respective disciplines coming together well i now that's true and i know fury said that he he promised his wife that after he beat wilder that he was going to retire but then they said well okay how about fighting at wembley and he goes okay well then uh, i guess this might be the final curtain (laughs) when he when he says it Mm. it might be uh it's not all somebody has to do is is write a check and you know, I mean, I said it's at Wembley Stadium. They gave him a throne. He sat in it. And, and believe me, I've been in England enough times to know how nationalistic they are. Anyone that they can claim is their own. Remember, they claimed Lennox Lewis, even though he was from Canada. They'll do anything they can. And fought for Jamaica. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but still, though, I mean, even though the dude never got the chance to fight inside of Madison Square Garden, the only thing he got close to was the theater. You would have to think that for Tyson Fury, fighting at Wembley Stadium in front of like 90,000 people was like fighting at MSG in front of 25,000. Well, plus it was, uh, you know, and, and he was very humble after saying Dillian Wyatt's going to be a, a champion someday and he's so tough. But, I mean, that was, uh, you're going into a hornet's nest when everyone there is, is rooting, <laughs> rooting against you, and then you're not as good as the guy you're facing. It's As I said, it's kind of written in the stars. Exactly, exactly. Oh, and um, one more thing before I get off. I mean, are you kind of upset that the A's might be moving to Vegas because they can't get their stadium situation in tatters? I mean, can't get, can't get their stadium situation afloat. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's it's crushing. It's horrible. I don't even like thinking about it. It's so horrible. Understood, understood. I mean, I'm sorry for even mentioning it. No, it's fine. It is. I mean, it's a, it's a reality though. It's going to happen. I really believe it. 
I mean, I hope. I mean, I hope they give it a few more years, but I just hope it don't leave Oakland, you know, with any professional sports teams. Oh, there's not going to be any unless you count, you know, the Oakland Roots or maybe some WNBA team that I'll never watch. <laughs> I mean, that would be understandable, but hey, it would get the crowd going. But other than that, man, it's been fun talking with you. I'm about to go head on. I'll talk to you on social media at Rick Tittle. Thanks right. for having me on. Thanks for calling, uh, Christian. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, feel free to call in. At any point, my man, coming up next, we'll go to a uh, film director, and we'll do it right here on Sports Byline. is your car payment treating you what if i told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as 83 dollars a month look at your car payment closely you could be paying as high as 20 percent interest rate genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48 percent apr we can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars new or used and save you money every month put more money back in your pocket the call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. That's 800 811 7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Are you 60-plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low-Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access, no cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise 
change doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539, or text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. Text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right, whatever works. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure now to be joined by filmmaker John Else, and he's here to talk about a new movie that he has directed called Land of Gold, and it's going to be premiering here at the Castro Theater on Thursday at 7.30 part of the San Francisco Film Festival. The screening will be preceded by a performance from members of the SF Opera's Adler Fellows program. Land of Gold, John, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more because uh, a name like that, that movie can go anywhere. (laughs) Thank you, Rick. It's great to be here. I have to say I've been on a lot of, uh, uh, I've been interviewed many times on the radio and on television. I don't think I've ever seen a host that could pivot from heavyweight boxing to uh, <laughs> documentary film and opera that that gracefully. Thank you. Oh, it's great to be here. Um, the film is actually, um, it's a behind the scenes documentary film about the making of a very strange opera. Um, the opera uh, is about the California gold rush uh, produced at the San Francisco opera, oh gosh, five years ago. And we spent uh, several months backstage with the singers, with the director, with the composer, John Adams, director, Peter Sellers, uh, marvelous singers, Julia Bullock and Janae Bridges. Um, And both the film and the opera um, follow the course of a group of people uh, in the gold fields in 1849, 1850, uh, people on a collision course, uh, frankly. you know, I'm uh, I'm a Californian. I grew up uh, in California. I grew up in gold country, actually. Uh, you know, my football team is the 49ers. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel very close to this story. Um, you know, I was uh, raised, as I say, in gold country. I was well-schooled in all the mythology of the gold rush. Uh, but that mythology had been pretty well cleansed of... Um, you know, there was an awful lot of violence during the gold rush, ethnic violence. Uh, there were a, a lot of problems with a lot of environmental uh, degradation. So this opera uh, sort of turns over that stone and looks at the, the darker side uh, of the gold rush. Uh, and it was a revelation to me, frankly. Uh, both the film Land of Gold and the opera uh, 
are based on an extraordinary diary from 1850 by a woman named Louise Clapp, who went to the gold fields, uh, ended up in a hard scrabble, ragtag little mining camp on the Feather River and recorded what she saw uh, in her year there. And it was pretty much, uh, you know, relentless uh, violence, frankly. Uh, things were great. It was fat, fat city in the first year or so when there was plenty of gold to go around. And after the first year, when the gold became very hard to find, there wasn't enough to go around, uh, people started going after each other. And they particularly started going after people who didn't look like them. There was a lot of, of ethnic violence, racial violence. Um, so, but, you know, on the other hand, the, the film, the documentary uh, is in fact kind of a hoot because the people who are backstage creating this opera are these very, very funny, very smart, very good looking people in their 20s who are, you know, portraying people who were in their 20s back in 1849. Um, so it's a funny, it's a funny contradiction between some pretty dark history and some wonderful, very, very engaging people uh, on stage uh, in the present. Where, where did you, I'm from Northern California, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up uh, just outside of Sacramento, actually, on the western side of uh, Sacramento. Uh, uh, how about you? Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in the uh, in the East Bay and in, uh, in the Berkeley uh, area. What what oh, town lucky, were you in? Lucky you. Uh, we were actually technically in a town called Carmichael, which sure. is the very low uh, part of the foothills. Yeah, uh, Jesuit High School, right? Yeah, I went to high school at Sacramento High. Actually. Okay. Yeah, go Dragons. <laughs> well, you know, I uh, where I sit here in the uh, studios here at Broadway in Sansom, I'm about half a block away from yep. Gold Street, where the assay office is. It's now a uh, restaurant called uh, Bix, and uh, Jackson yep. Street in that area, one of the very few places that was spared the fire and the, the earthquake. It's really one of our only Old West uh, places that we have left. But, you know, learning about the gold rush and how no one lived in San Francisco, not even the, the, the native Americans, just the army because it was so cold and hilly. They lived everywhere else. But you know, our whole downtown, the financial district is used to be what they called mission Bay at the time. And all the ships would come in. Well, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. What, what about this history, this California history that you and I have been inculcated with that sort of uh, lends itself to the, not just the entertainment, because this shows about entertainment, but also the sort of the uh, the lessons that are being learned. Well, I mean, you're right. Looking out of your office, you know, a lot of what you're seeing out there, looking out of your office on just San Francisco Bay, a lot of those buildings are built on the atop the bones of sunken ships, because a lot of the 49ers, uh, mm -hmm. you know, came around the Horn or they crossed the Isthmus of Panama, arrived in San Francisco on ships, and the the gold seekers immediately took off for the gold fields, but the problem was that so did the crews on the ships. They felt they could <laughs> make a lot more money in the gold fields than they could, <laughs> you know, being, uh, you know, a deckhand going back around the, the horn. So there were hundreds of abandoned ships uh, that ended up in Sacramento. Well, you know, uh, as Californians, I mean, we're sort of cursed and blessed that, that, that what makes our state interesting is its contradictions. I mean, you know, all the beauty and all the horror are sort of side by side. Uh, 
so, you know, the gold rush was, uh, it was the cultural DNA for a lot of great stuff in California. Uh, Silicon Valley actually is, is in many ways like the gold rush um, without the violence, <laughs> you know, people flocked to Silicon Valley uh, to make an awful lot of money very, very quickly, just as people flocked uh, to the gold fields. Uh, but, you know, in any boom, whether it's Silicon Valley or uh, the gold rush, you know, there are a lot of, there are very, very few big winners and there are a lot of big losers. Uh, in the gold rush, what I did not learn in high school uh, was the extraordinary violence against Native Americans. Um, you know, there were very, very few folks other than natives in California when gold was discovered in 1849. And all of a sudden, you know, there were hundreds of thousands of non-natives flooding in from the East Coast, from Italy, from France, uh, from the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, and, and the losers were the Native Americans. Uh, the first, first governor of California, a fellow named Peter Burnett, in his inaugural address uh, called in so many words for the extinction of the native race. Um, and that attempt at extinction was actually nearly uh, successful. I don't know the exact numbers, but there were something like 100,000 uh, native Californians uh, who died in the decade uh, of the gold rush. Um, you know, the land suffered, you know, growing up as I did in the in the low foothills below the Sierras, uh, you know, I can still remember the incredible piles of ravaged uh, gold dredge um, uh, pilings, you know, these miles and acres of gravels and bare stones that had been left over by uh, gold dredging. Um, you know, if you go up to the Cal Calaveras big trees, which I highly recommend, beautiful state park up in the Sierras, uh, you can literally dance on the stump of what was once known to be the largest tree in the world. It was a giant sequoia. It was cut down by gold speculators in 1853. Um, and actually the stump of that tree figures in this opera. Uh, they, they built a life-size replica of it. You can see it on stage in the film at the San Francisco Opera. Uh, and this marvelous, crazy character, Lola Montez, um, who was a faux Spanish dancer from Ireland, uh, dances her famous uh, spider dance atop the stump uh, of this poor dead redwood tree. Well, this is uh, John Elsa's third documentary. I want to make sure everybody checks it out. It's very interesting, very unique. Land of Gold, which you directed, and uh, this will screen, as I mentioned, this Thursday, the 28th, 7.30 p.m. at the historic... Castro Theater, part of the 65th San Francisco Film Festival. John Else, thanks for coming in, and uh, congratulations on the film. Okay, thanks a million, Rick. Keep up the great work. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Film. It's not boring. All right, good stuff. No, I'm sure it won't be. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, for those of you who aren't from California, that's um, California history is a class that uh, we had to take. I'm sure wherever you're from, you probably had to do the same thing. But for me, it was fourth grade. And we had to make sugar cube missions. We were celebrating 
uh, Father Sarah and the missions at that time, not thinking of them in genocidal terms. Times have changed. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on the other side with Deadliest Catches, Josh Harris. a timeshare well face the facts you made a mistake you made a bad purchase a timeshare is not an investment it's a money pit that continues forever if you use your timeshare that's great but if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract call my friends right now at the timeshare exit hotline they're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you are ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 800-824-5131. 800-824-5131. 800-824-5131. That's 800-824-5131. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-
Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. Ah, uh, that hurts my feelings. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of uh, San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Over the years, the Discovery Channel uh, has uh, brought us uh, so many guests, especially from Deadliest Catch, a lot of the captains, and Deadliest Catch uh, Bloodline as well, which actually the 18th season of Deadliest Catch is on Discovery and Discovery Plus now on Tuesdays. And uh, after that, Deadliest Catch Bloodline, season three of that. And joining us uh, right now on the phone is Captain Josh Harris. And uh, Josh, welcome to the show. To say that this is is in your blood would be an understatement, isn't it? Touche, my man. Touche. Talk about your dad, your bro. Did you ever have it? Like, what if you said, I want to play the violin? I mean, would that have been okay? Uh, no, <laughs> my dad was part of the Hell's Angels. My earliest memory of him was doing burnouts in the kitchen. <laughs> you got to think a totally different, uh, you know, upbringing. And I didn't graduate high school, but one thing I can do is I can crab fish, and uh, and I'm working on trying to catch fish over in Hawaii. That's uh, a totally different avenue. But uh, I'll tell you what, like it's it's been a wild ride, man, and I'm I'm pretty excited to be here. And you guys are awesome, man. Thank you. No doubt. So wait, your dad, and believe me, I grew up in uh, the Oakland area. I know about the Hells Angels. Oh, yeah. Would your dad bring his, like, Harley into the kitchen and then just lay some rubber down? No, he wouldn't even lay rubber down, dude. We'd have to wipe up the oil. (laughs) It's just the way he rolled. He was a very, very interesting guy. But when he quit drinking, uh, I think it all ended when uh, he was was a little lit one day, and he... uh, he drove his bike to the neighbor's house and hit the garage door opener, and the, the tread on the tire, the front tire, caught the garage door, and it didn't open. And uh, he went straight up, and then the spokes broke and went through his leg, and that day he quit drinking. Good Lord. Well, he then, was an interesting guy. Really cool, though. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, uh, he raised some good kids. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's for contrary belief but we try hard you know i mean me and my brother and my older brother we uh you know we all kind of are, are totally different people but uh we know how to work hard though i'm the middle of three sons is that the same for you uh i got five older sisters one younger i got one older brother and one younger one damn and i'll tell you what it was an interesting upbringing now tell us about the Cornelia Marie and and just hearing those words. What 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 does that fill you with when I when I say Cornelia Marie? You know, uh, I was told by all the old timers that had millions and millions of dollars to not bring the boat back because they have a lot of money and they've tried to bring boats back and they couldn't do it. And uh, you know, when you have a credit score of five thirty eight, <laughs> you wanted a four point seven million dollar loan. It's not uh, feasible. I went and worked for John and eventually ended up, you know, working a deal out with one of the banks and uh, I paid the boat off in two years and we kind of retrofitted the whole thing and that's how Bloodline started because as we retrofitted it, we found some charts in my dad's room because I never went in there. It was like, you know, it's a really, you know, it's a, a tough deal. You know, that was my best friend, my hero and, you know, my captain and, uh, we found these charts as we're retrofitting the boat and we're on the last room, my dad's room. Uh, we're changing around, ripped everything down to bare steel. We found these charts and I was like, Hey, you know, COVID had hit. It was like 150 bucks round trip over to Kona. I'm like, 
well, what do you think? You know, should we just for fun, you know, licks and kicks, go over and try it? And that's how Bloodline started. So you, you're, over there. you're like one of the only guys in Hawaii just not, like, kicking it and having a good time. You're working hard, back-breaking stuff. But, you know, uh, we have the mentality of fishermen. And, and there's Hawaiian time, though, come to find out three years later. And, uh, you know, things operate a little bit differently over there. We uh, have our mentality. And, you know, guys, you know, a lot of people don't like that mentality over there because you got you got to relax and enjoy life. Uh, and we're working on it. You know, it's a process. Now, your brother, by the way, we're speaking with uh, Captain Josh Harris, Deadliest Catch Bloodline. Your brother Shane, um, biologically your half-brother, but you guys were really close when you were young, and because of the divorce you kind of drifted apart. What, what's it like bringing him back now and kind of reforging that relationship? You know, like, my older brother was, out of the three of us boys, was like kind of the Boy Scout. I got him to smoke a cigarette one time. <laughs> you know, he has his own company, and... Uh, he was always my hero, and then when the divorce thing happened, I was pretty pissed because he just quit coming around, and I never knew really what happened. And so, you know, we just kind of drifted apart. Like, we never, we didn't get to talk for oh, probably a decade, and then my sister put me back in touch with him, and it was kind of like uh, I would call, and maybe he would answer, maybe he wouldn't. And then, um, you know, everything, this, this past year, it was really really great to spend some time with him and he's such a great guy and you know the one thing about him is he may be older than me but he can outrun me and he's really ripped and so he can beat me up too so i gotta be very choosy on what i do with him <laughs> but uh i'll tell you it's it, it's absolutely phenomenal to be able to hang out with them and you know come to find out the guy i can't tell you what happens on the boat in alaska but i can tell you he definitely has a knack for fishing in hawaii well, that's the thing is you guys, you know, you go to the Gulf Coast. You, your dad, when he went to Louisiana and, and you know, built the Cornelia Marie, it, it, your dad originally, did he try to kind of like be a, 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 a Bubba Gump type of guy down there and just bring in crawdads? No, uh, originally it was Ralph Collins, uh, and the Cornelia Marie was named after his wife. It was Cornelia Marie Collins at the time. Hmm. And my dad got offered percentage of the boat if he ran it year-round but it was like they were trying to find a good boat builder that would build the boat uh for a reasonable price at the time and they met this guy and he was like you want a boat i'll build you a boat he got out a napkin and drew the, the blueprints for the boat right there and it was just a stick figure boat he goes there's your blueprint for a boat i'll build you a boat and they're like oh oh well, I mean, shit the guy's built a lot of boats so We'll, we'll take it. And, uh, you know, that's that's how the Cornelia Marie kind of came about. My dad spent some time over there while it was being built. And so it's like anywhere that that guy went, he always had plans to do certain things in his life. And, you know, he was limited to things that he got to do, obviously, because you know, time got cut short. But, uh, you know, what we're facing right now is what he was facing in the 80s. And, uh and our situation with crabfish in Alaska now actually might be a lot worse because, you know, it's just everything's kind of deteriorating, unlike what it was back in the heydays. So, I mean, this the Hawaii fishery has definitely kept us afloat. You know, we're learning fast and we're making friends. And uh, my dad, I think if he could come down for five minutes right now, he'd look at the boat and be like, what the hell is this? Because it looks totally different and he'd probably be pretty impressed.
because it's got a lot more horsepower and everything's perfect. Uh, when it comes to Hawaii, he never caught a marlin. That was always his dream. I accomplished that, and I'm going to be quite honest with you. Those things are really insane to catch, and I don't really know if I ever want to catch one again because they are a super intense fight, but the, the younger ones, they'll try to kill you. They'll try to stab you, and uh, it's it's like man versus beast, and that could be a reason why my dad didn't catch one. How many hours did it take you to reel that thing in? Oh, gosh. Like, I'll tell you what, like, everyone was making fun of me. It's probably a good three hours. Mm. Uh, I got to get it right up to the boat, and then it would just go out 1,200 yards. And, like, I thought it was tough. But I'll tell you what, that was in the heat and everything else. That fish, they fight. They're fighting for their life. And uh, then it tried to spear us, stuck into the side of the boat, and broke its bill off. That's the only thing that stopped it. And uh, I hid behind Casey because he's fat. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? Like, my, my natural thought process was, you know, get behind that brick wall. And uh, the, the fish jumped out of the water and went right through the side of the boat. I do believe that the bill is still stuck in the boat to this day. Wow. So what did the, when you made a trophy, the taxidermist get a fake half bill? <laughs> you know what? It was just for doing it. I, that's, that's the only thing I wanted to do uh, was to catch that fish. But that specific fish... Uh, had a weird type of meat in it. It was like an orange meat, and uh, they're they're a rare type of marlin. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, it's not like a normal type of marlin, but they, they, there's a name for it, and I can't remember. It's a very long Hawaiian name, but uh, I was like, go figure. What did you One sell it to a sushi restaurant for five thousand dollars? <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> marlin is not uh, per se a super prized fish for eating it is really good to eat but a lot of people don't like it for eating you know they like the tuna or there's a lot of rock fish and sure. stuff like that so we actually ended up cutting it up and uh giving it to the school and they sold it in poke bowls and got money for it so wow. try to get back to the community when we can you know mm -hmm. well that's the thing too you fish in the off season so how hard is that to go you know i i go from one job to the other and uh Right now, like, I've got a daughter. She's nine going on 30. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, like, I'm, I'm working really hard right now to try to save as much money as I can. And uh, so when she gets into her teen years, I can be home more. But, you know, when duty calls, you know, you gotta got to get with the program and uh, save as much as you can. Times are tough right now. So No doubt. Last Last question for you. I know you're not allowed to say, you know, too much, but what what's in store for us this this season on season three of Bloodline? Well, I can tell you one thing. I get this bright idea to make a big move, and uh, you know, it ends up turning into a catastrophic event. And I'm just happy to be here today. And so, uh, you know, I mean, I'll tell you what. It it was. So I've seen. Like big winds out on the ocean. We've been through typhoons, you know, some of the biggest typhoons the planet has ever seen. But hurricanes, I'll tell you what, I have never seen anything quite like that. And I was just in a state of awe. Um, I, I've never, I, 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 it's like Dr. Seuss's nightmare after one of those things goes through. And uh, I'll tell you, man, uh, hats off to anybody that's ever been through a hurricane because. Yeah, that is no joke. All right. Well, glad to have you with us. And uh, it is Captain John Harris, Discovery and Discovery Plus, Season 3 of Deadliest Catch Bloodline. 
Make sure to check it out. Intrigue and entertainment all around. Thanks for being on, man. We appreciate it. No problem, brother. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Byline. fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. When do broadcasters go too far? Where does hilarity stop and vulgarity begin?
again. I used to sing dirty raps to my east side fans back then. I knew you couldn't stop this rap. No MC could rock like that. In the style came the bass got deeper. He gave up the mic and bought you a beeper. Do you want to rap or sell? Don't ask Rick Tittle to bring it because it already done got brought. All right, thank you for that as we uh, close out the show. You might remember <clears throat> that the Cincinnati Reds fans may not be the most happy fans in Major League Baseball. They're so unhappy that they have made their feelings about their team known early this season. Uh, they were encouraging owner Bob Castellini to sell the team, and they put bags over their heads in disgrace. And um, there was some pushback from the front office said, oh, yeah, sell them to who? Well, the fans of these messages were told, remove the signs, remove the bags, or you'll be kicked out of the stadium. They've now changed their tune. Tim O'Connell, vice president of facilities and operations, said, quote, this was a mistake on our part. We have taken corrective action. We understand people want to express themselves in the ballpark. We don't think we'll have another problem with that, even if it is to express displeasure. So one fan, a guy named Cole Murray, told Cincinnati.com that he put a bag over his head and said, sell the team Bob. He said a spokesperson from the Reds came down in the middle of the interview and said they had to take the bags off. We can't cover our faces. They told me, throw it away or I would not be permitted in the stadium. Remember, it was the friend, the uh, the president of the Phils, Phil Castellini. Where are you going to go? You know, and they said, uh, well, we'll go to a different team. Castellini then said, I let my frustration get the best of me. Well, the Reds are 3-13. and They're the worst team in the league and they have not won a playoff series since 1995. And <laughs> if anybody should have a bag on their head, it's A's fans, but we don't really roll like that. I think we just, I think we still still have uh, too much, I don't know, I think we still have too much pride in past accomplishments, but as far as the ownership goes and the general managers have big bags on our head, just cut some uh, holes for uh, breathing. want to make sure that we do that. Um, but everything's better now in the Queen City, right? 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 Okay. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. with another live edition of Titillating Sports. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.